This is the Don't Click on That podcast, the podcast dedicated to teaching others how to protect themselves online. I'm Kristen. And I'm Cameron. And this is the Don't Click on That podcast. This is episode number one. Yeah, we did it. Our first podcast. (laughs) Um, So you're probably wondering, what is Don't Click on That? And Don't Click on That is a website that I created with the goal to teach um, everybody uh, how to have good security awareness. And I specifically write my material for non-technical people. Um, So I I wanted to add another um, outlet to discuss security because sometimes people don't always receive it very well in a blog post or with an online course. So um, hence... We have the podcast. So um, what we want to do with the podcast is talk a little bit about security news and apply it to everyday people into actionable actionable advice. Um, So so before uh, we ever talk about these subjects through the podcast, we actually avoid talking to it at all with each other because I play the role as the non-technical person and sometimes I ask really dumb questions that normal people have and if we talked about it ahead of time I really would probably feel too ashamed to say them on the open air so it makes <laughs> more sense for us to kind of just come into this uh, without any uh, preconceptions or for myself any solid knowledge on what actual security principles are and then talking with Kristen about it who is a security professional so we can all learn a couple new things. So um, getting into that I guess we can talk a little bit about ourselves. So um, I do work in security for an awesome marketing automation platform and I work as an application security engineer and um, I also run my um, website. Don't click on that. Um, because I saw a need to have uh, security material and education for everybody that isn't scary or intimidating. Um, I find I spent a lot of time coaching uh, relatives and friends on how to improve their security awareness, and I felt like I I bet a lot of people could use this type of information. So I put it in the website. Um, I've only been doing security for almost two years now. Um, My background before that was in um, web design and development and customer support. And I was even an email deliverability engineer for a while uh, before I found my way to security. So a little bit about Cameron, though. Uh, I'm just a regular person. I have a bachelor's degree in web design and development, but my knowledge on security is strictly what I've learned from Kristen, and uh, I'm eager to learn more, but as Kristen says, uh, it can be intimidating, and a lot of times it just seems too difficult because laziness is probably my biggest driver. Um, Also, just so you know, Cameron and I are married. We've been married for about eight years, um, so we are recording this from the comfort of our own home. So he has gotten quite a few security lectures and rants from my end, but I think he can still offer a pretty uh, basic perspective of security. Um, So our story that we want to talk about today is that the Girl Scouts 
have introduced a new cybersecurity badge. Yeah, and I, Girl Scouts. I think this is super awesome. I love to see the Girl Scouts expanding um, what they're teaching to the um, girls in their organization. And this is so exciting because cybersecurity is such an underrepresented field for women. I was reading just the other day that um, only 11% Women make up only 11% of security jobs worldwide. So I feel like this is amazing to bring more women into the field. And yeah, well, I'm excited about this. Yeah, and necessary too, because uh, men and women do different things online. We handle, uh, we have different security risks. So. so great. Like, even if these girls don't choose to go into the cybersecurity <clears throat> field, um, just to have a better security awareness, especially since when we were growing up, we didn't really have access to the internet like children have these days. And there's so many more risks and they um, they come up each and every day. Like there's more and more um, vulnerabilities happening. So just having that education up front, I think is going to be huge. Um, so I did do a little research and um, as a part of the badge program, the younger scouts are going to learn about data privacy, cyberbullying, and how to protect themselves online. And the uh, older girls will be learning things like uh, coding skills, white hack, uh, white hat hacking, which is just like the the good guys of the hacking world, and uh, creating firewalls, which is obviously a hugely important thing. Yeah, and um, just so you know, like Cameron said, white hat, ha hat hacking is um, the people who hack for a good reason. Um, they are the people who are employed by companies and are paid to intentionally hack their applications and systems so they know where the vulnerabilities are and they can protect themselves from the bad guys, which are called black hat hackers. So I was really hoping to find more information, though, like maybe deep dig in a little bit deeper of what the Girl Scouts were going to be teaching um, as part of the badges. And unfortunately, I couldn't find much information other than those like bulleted kind of points and articles. They didn't really go into a whole lot of detail. So I thought um, for the podcast, we could share our thoughts on what we thought the Girl Scouts should go into or should learn about for their badges. So um, the first thing I was thinking would be um, huge would be password security. That's something that's not talked about a whole lot. No, and it's something that kids are having to deal with from an extremely early age. Uh, Chris and I actually have a seven-year-old son, and even for his lunch line, he has maybe a four-digit passcode that he has to remember. So these things, these passwords are really just entering our lives at such an early stage that uh, it's important that we start teaching kids early how to protect themselves. Yeah, and I feel like the kids, like, they have access to more accounts now. I know they do a lot more e-learning in the school, and their teachers make their passwords with them. And I, I know a lot of teachers are also not educated on good password security. Um, so I think teaching not only what makes a strong password um, but also how you can manage those passwords like say through a password manager and keep them safe um, not writing them down and putting them on a post-it note next to your computer um, all of these things I think would be super great to teach in the badge absolutely um, the next thing I thought would be really cool um, is to teach two-factor authentication 
that's something that's still not talked about a lot and it's I guess kind of newish still um there's a lot of services that don't offer it and for those of you who don't know two-factor authentication is where um there is a second form of verification when you're logging in your account so the first form would be your password and the second form is usually a one-time token that's usually either text to your phone number or available via an app like a Google Authenticator or Duo um, or LastPass. They have apps that create these tokens. And once you've set it up, it's a new token every time you log in. But um, I feel like a lot of services don't offer that. Um, even our bank account doesn't offer two-factor authentication, which is really frustrating. <clears throat> no, it seems like strangely enough that... Uh... The companies that are the first to get into the two-factor authentication are the major tech companies. So you see uh, social media groups uh, coming out with their two-factor authentication. But it's kind of surprising that uh, our financial networks oftentimes are overlooked and they're kind of stuck in the old world thinking of uh, uh, just online security. Well, I feel like even the name's kind of intimidating. Like, oh, do you have two-factor authentication? It set does up on sound your very impressive. <laughs> like, I personally use uh, Google Authenticator. I uh, only have it set up for accounts that Kristen has actually personally set up for me. But it makes it really easy. Uh, but yeah, you hear the word two-factor authentication, and you just assume that it's some really complicated, time-consuming thing that's just going to be. A, too much hassle for what it's worth well i think it'd be great if they taught that to the girl scouts and then they could <clears> teach <throat> their parents how to use it exactly no girl scouts are all about uh reaching out to the community so it'd be awesome if they were able to kind of incorporate these badges into uh civic outreach to spread the word of uh cybersecurity to their peers and uh, uh teachers and parents Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no <clears throat> i agree um, one thing it was actually mentioned in the um, list that I saw is data privacy, but they didn't really get into what type of data privacy. So I think the most important education around data privacy is around social media because so many kids are using social media these days. And it's so easy to share personal information about yourself online without understanding the repercussions of that information. Oh, yeah, no, and uh, when you're dealing with kids who don't really fully understand the uh, uh, the uh, domino effects that some of their information can cause online, it's really just, it's going to open up to a whole mess of problems, and um, yeah, it's definitely something that they should be on top of, just because it's it's important for protecting people's financial information as well as their personal information. Agree. And um, I actually have a story to do with this. Um, when my sister was 13, she shared her uh, home address on a public Instagram post. And uh, luckily I saw it and I nearly screamed, but I just, I was so surprised that this type of education wasn't being taught to her in school and being constantly reinforced because um, she shared it with someone she didn't know. She knew them online, but you, we know how, like, you don't really know anybody online. No. Um, but I think that's just, it's so important for us to, for the Girl Scouts to talk about that. Um, in addition to, this kind of leads into my, like, next note that I wrote on this, 
is um, the data privacy piece leads into uh, social engineering. Mm-hmm. And um, for those of you who don't know what social engineering is, it's basically um, hacking a person, but you don't need to use a computer at all. You are basically manipulating that person into giving you information. And um, I read the other day that 91% of data breaches start with social engineering. And um, most social engineers, the first way that they gather information is they um, go online and they start Googling the person. They look for any thing they can find on their on the person online so like facebook profile instagram twitter linkedin this has a lot of personal information about ourselves and they can use this information to um either pretend to be someone you think you know or they could send an email convincing you that there's somewhere someone else and they can put some very convincing information into it Oh yeah, no, I get I get emails from you all the time that are definitely not you, but they say Kristen Kaczynski and they're usually telling me to open some link. And thankfully I don't open them, but it'd be incredibly easy for somebody to just grab basic information about me online and then tailor an email that I'm more apt to click on. They're not trying very hard, obviously, but it'd be pretty easy if they if they actually wanted to. It really worries me the number of people who are sending emails to other people pretending to be me. Just last week, my dad texted me and asked me if I had some weird frontier.net address and I had sent him something. That that, that makes me a little nervous. <laughs> I, I feel like your, social me- your uh, presence online is probably so confusing that they don't even try very hard, though, so... This is helpful to me because if I get an email from you saying, hey, Cameron, I thought you'd like this picture, I'm not going to click on it. But if it was something really off the wall and random about some, I don't know, comedic security problem you ran into, I would probably I would probably just assume that was the truth. But <laughs> they haven't they haven't cracked that nut yet. The, the Kristen nut yet. <laughs> um. So I talked a little bit about um, impersonating emails. There's actually a term for that called phishing. And um, it's where somebody pretends to either be um, someone you know or an institution that you have a relationship with, say, like say your bank or your Apple account or uh, your Google account. I see a lot of uh, Google phishing where they say your account's been breached. Click on this or we're going to shut it down. And that's so scary. People use phishing like um, they uh, they will use the fear to help them with their phishing because people are more willing to act quickly on it and think less about it if they're fearful that something is going wrong with one of their accounts. And I think phishing would be a great thing to teach the Girl Scouts. Yeah, no, it's it would be great, especially since this seems like it's becoming more and more of a problem for small businesses where people are impersonating their uh, their water company or their power company and kind of extorting money out of them in these really dire moments of uh, being a small coffee shop or what have you and being told that you're going to have your water turned off or something can be really drastic. So, yeah, being aware of these things and being aware of how we can uh, prevent these things from happening will only be helpful for the Girl Scouts and the rest of us because, like we said, uh, we're, we're in dire need of security professionals. 
And Cameron's speaking from an actual personal experience we had where a family member was vished, which is like fishing, but it's over a phone call. And they had pretended to be the electric company. They said their power was going to be shut off in their business and that they needed to pay immediately. And, you know, they had a shop full of customers and immediately paid them. And come to find out, it was not the electric company at all. So, um, yeah, this stuff happens all the time. And not only teaching girl, even younger girls who are obviously not being fished and vished yet, um, but as they get older, this will become a reality for them. So teaching it to them now and then also, um, like we said earlier, teaching it to them to where they could pass it along to their families and friends. So this was my list, Cameron. Did you have anything to add on things that you thought the Girl Scouts would add to their badges? No, I honestly couldn't think of a thing. Uh, I was skimming through some of the things that they were talking about. It sounded good. Uh, uh, one of the articles I read off of NBC was talking about how they were going to talk about uh, fishing and fishing with the older girls, and that definitely sounded like an awesome, awesome option, but uh, I honestly couldn't think of anything else. Well, I think they do have a lot of options. I think their biggest challenge is not going to be coming up with material, but honing down the, the ideas they do have into specific topics instead of way too many things because there's definitely so much they could talk about. Yeah, and making it fun. That way it's not just them having to do some uh, silly tasks, but actually being able to get out there and uh, get some more hands-on knowledge and uh, be able to work with things. Yeah, I did read that they were going to incorporate a lot of games into it. So that's a great way to teach them because uh, security can be so hard and it can just be boring. I think that's the hardest part yeah. is just having the interest to learn about it. And that that's why I started my blog was so I could make it more approachable. Um, if you go to the blog, it's really pretty. Like I tried to give it a really nice like feel so you don't go to this technical looking blog. It kind of looks more like a lifestyle blog <laughs> and it's meant to be like that on purpose. So you feel more relaxed when you're reading the information there. It's not the spooky, like anonymous blog where you're uh, just, just a little bit scared just by clicking on the website. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me started on anonymous. <laughs> um, so I think we're going to go ahead and wrap this up today, but we did talk a lot of a lot about different topics and we didn't get really deep into them but the purpose of this podcast is to be able to take a deeper dive into those talk it, topics and have honest conversations about them and also talk about how they are rising in the news nowadays and how you can protect yourself as a regular non-technical person who might not work in the tech industry or um, feel like you have a lot of information that a hacker would want to get. But we're going to talk a little bit more about that as this podcast progresses and also talk about how it affects other people. So we would like to integrate some interviews with people outside of our perspectives. So. But yeah, thank you for listening. Please go to don'tclickonthat.com if you want to find out more information and um, subscribe to our mailing list. There's a link there and we will email when new podcasts are coming out. Um, and have a wonderful day. Thank you.